Right now, though, we're going to have a chat, and I'm sure you've seen the stories this week um, about the ambulance situation once again in the province of Alberta being at crisis levels. It was really, really bad last weekend to the point that uh, a truck from Kananaskis had to respond to a call in Calgary, which... I mean, this has been going on for so long. So let's find out exactly what the situation is. We're going to chat now with Mike Parker, who is the president of uh, Health Sciences Association of Alberta. Mike, thanks for joining us again. Uh, always nice to chat. Hey, good morning, Shay. Thank you. If I could put my vote in, I am not an Eatmore fan. Me neither. I mean, they're they're gross. I mean, they're not gross, but they're not great, right? <laughs> I, I won't say gross, but I'll just say in my choices, it wouldn't be Eatmore for sure. What would be? If you want to register your vote for a favor, what would it be? Hey, no judging. I would do my annual Green Arrow chocolate bar. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> green Arrow? You're no the judging. only vote for the Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> the only one. Eh? Okay. So far. Okay, yeah. you're out there on the chocolate bars. That's fine, whatever. Teach your own. That's good. Uh, let's get to serious business here for a second. Absolutely. Though. We saw the stories this weekend that were coming out about uh, the shortage of ambulances across the province of Alberta. Just how bad did it get over the weekend? As we've talked in the past, uh, I wish I could say once again, but this is just an ongoing continuation of, and when you see it highlighted in Calgary, it all comes from the connection. So what I'm hearing directly from our members that are involved in this is that we are running code reds, we are transporting from extreme distances, we are en route for extreme distances, and what it's doing is it's putting our patients and our paramedics at risk. What we need to get doing here, Shay, is to start getting those resources that are allocated to our paramedics directly to the front lines to protect the citizens of this province and our paramedics. Mike, we've talked about this for so long, literally years. We have talked about this. What is the deal? Why can't we not get our hands around this problem? Because I'm not wrong. It goes back years, right? You're, You're right, Shay. Thank you for that. Because it goes back to the transition into AHS when all of this came out of municipalities. It moved into a provincial model. Concept was okay. Closest ambulance responding to uh, the closest call. What a great concept. Problem is, Shay, is that Kananaskis is nowhere near the city of Calgary. No. So the closest ambulance isn't close anymore. And it puts our people in an extreme precarious position when they're responding lights and sirens for an hour to a call. And until we start getting the health minister to start listening to what our members are saying and recognizing that those resources need to be on the front lines, we're going to continue this conversation, unfortunately. Um, now, AHS, in response to what happened this weekend, said, hey, it sounds bad, but anybody who needs an ambulance in Alberta and needs urgent care will get it. How can they say that when we have trucks coming from Kananaskis into Calgary? It doesn't make sense to me. It puts us in such a difficult conversation because our paramedics are doing all they can on the front lines to respond to these calls. We need the population of this province to know that our paramedics are there when they need them. Yeah. But when you put this position on, it becomes extreme difficult. Can you imagine being those paramedics walking in the door of a house that has been waiting for an hour? The intense level of emotion that's happening within that environment. It's heartbreaking and it's devastating for the patients and it's devastating for our members. Um, So, I mean, obviously this is not the kind of thing where, okay, we'll work on it and this is something that we'll, we'll try and get a handle on. It's something that needs to happen now, right? I mean, this is an urgent situation, I would think. Jay, when you look at how this has been evolving for 10 years, they've had a hundred and some different attempts at trying to get paramedics out of the hospitals, all of which have failed. When you have a look at uh, the resource levels that have not been added to this system, as call volume growth is about 6 or 7% annually, 
times 10 years is exactly where we sit today. We are 60% call volume increase in the time frame where they've added no additional resources. So these folks have been on the front lines. Think about any uh, scenario where you can imagine folks being on the front lines of a battle and the enemy is getting bigger and stronger and we still don't reinforce those people on the line. And that's where they're at. Mike, I always get this question from listeners, and I think it's a fair question. Does it go both ways here? What role does the union play in this? We've all worked in union shops where some of the rules don't seem to make sense and can be a barrier to solutions. What does the union do? What can the union do to improve this? Do those discussions happen? Where are we in terms of the union trying to improve this? That's a, that's a great point to, to move into this conversation because following our last discussion, I heard a few comments saying, well, it's just the union. Yeah, sure. This is the membership trying to raise the alarm to the public because we have, we have made attempts through the AHS employer, through the EMS employer, and we've had several reach-outs to government saying, can we talk about this? All go unanswered, or, or their counter message says, no, no, everything's okay. We are raising the alarm to say to the general public of this province, we can't do this anymore. We can no longer sustain this level. It is putting all of us at risk. And for myself, I am allowing the membership to show their reality today so that everybody can see it, so that you and I can have this conversation today to say this is beyond sustainable. Our paramedics are exhausted. I'll be clear, Shay, this entire healthcare system is is devastated right now. Mm-hmm, Our sure. folks are exhausted. And it doesn't matter what perspective, because those who were not on the front lines in the last two years have been redeployed into the front lines totally foreign environments for them from where they were to where they are. This, this entire system is under a massive strain. And I represent 240 different disciplines. And if you weren't on the front lines prior, you are now. And it's just an absolute impact. What we're seeing in this environment, I'm going to use the, the phrase canary in a coal mine today. It's a bit of a historic piece, but sure. this is, yep. it's being highlighted because people are seeing that they're waiting an hour for an ambulance. What we don't see in the public today is the folks that have been waiting weeks or months for a surgery or weeks or months for a diagnosis. All of this compounds to where our healthcare system is today. Um, last one before I let you go, Mike, and it's a good one. Give us an update, and a lot of texts are coming in about this too, and I know we've talked about this historically. Um, a big part of the problem is so many EMTs and their ambulances sitting at hospitals waiting for their patients to be admitted or seen or, you know, that chain of custody to go to the hospital from the ambulance. Have we made any progress on that over the years? Uh, So, as I said earlier, there's over 100 attempts at a solution that I know of to try and get these paramedics back out on the street because that's where they belong, right? When you see 10 ambulances lined up, that could be a part of it. Well, with over 100 attempts at failure and failure from those attempts, we need to start looking at an urgent replacement for the problem, which is more people on the street. I need to know that AHS is getting every single allocated dollar to EMS onto the street. Because if if it isn't, if if it's found that they are not, or they're reallocating, there's some of the issue. How have they not solved the issue of in-hospital pieces? And I'll be clear, can you imagine being our members, and you're entering the hospital... And the options are what? I got to stand here. I can't leave this person. I can't put them on the floor. Yeah. There's nowhere to put them in the system. 
We have less beds today than we did 15 years ago in the healthcare system. So our hands are tied. I can't put your mother on the floor or no. in a chair and say, good luck. Can't do it. No, it has to be handed off to somebody who can take over the care. I understand that fully. And, it yeah, just... and if the system is so backed up right through the entire system because we have not managed our system appropriately, we have not increased the funding model. Yeah, it costs a lot of money to run a healthcare system. This isn't a business. This is a service that must be provided to the citizens of this province. And failing to resource it properly leaves us where we are today. In dire state, the newest, yeah. the newest release from the minister who said, oh, we're going to discharge people sooner. Well, that means that they're not fully recovered yet. So when they go into the community, there's no resources there for them either anymore. And their only option is 911 back into the system again. You can see how it just continues to compound. Yeah, it, it, it's so frustrating, Mike. Uh, I can imagine being on the front line even more so. I uh, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Shay. Stay safe, and I'll talk again soon, I hope. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Mike Parker, who is president of the Health Sciences Association of Alberta. And honest to God, we have talked about this situation with ambulances in this province going back at least 10 years. At least 10 years. It's been going and going. I remember doing stories. Um, years ago about the fact that there has to be a better way than have an EMT and their ambulance show up at hospital with the emergency to drop off a patient and wait hours and hours and hours and hours, not be able to go out and respond to other calls because, you know, you can't, like he said, you can't just drop off a patient at the door and leave. You have to make sure that the care continues. And how can we not solve that problem after all this time? 